The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. And I know she'll be the death of me, at least we'll both be numb. And she'll always get the best of me, the worst is yet to come. But at least we'll both be beautiful and stay forever young. This I know, this I know. She told me don't worry about it. She told me don't worry no more. Morning, Karen. Good morning. You found financial food for thought. Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. Who's who's singing the halftime show this weekend? The weekend. Oh, See yeah. some artists I know. <laughs> you know the name of this cut. I, I think it's I can't feel my face, isn't it? Or feel What'd my you say, face? Karen? Karen, you can't feel your face because you got that double mask on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Can't feel. Does, does this guy have enough hits to play the Super Bowls? I didn't have think five? so, but you know. All right, so good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. You got Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and I don't know, Carrie. This is what our the Super Bowl Sunday show. Uh, yeah. It's got to be 25th, maybe. 20. Yeah, I, so don't I know. It's on over 20. We've been doing this show. So yeah, so I, I don't know if he makes the grade, Carrie. Remember, remember, it got really the halftime shows got really good. Like in it, Paul McCartney started out. You know, okay, that was back in 2005. That's when they went to the the classic rock and rollers. Oh, I thought you were going to reference. Um, was it Justin Timberland? No, and, I'm talking about I'm Tana talking about the Jackson. real. I'm talking about the baby boomers. <laughs> That's two X generation speaking there. Um, the millennials don't even know who Paul McCartney was, right? But I mean, you so back to back to back to back to back. You had Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, Prince, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, and the Who. Okay. Now, if you take that group, I think the most recent group doesn't cut it. No, not even close. I mean, The Weeknd, uh, J-Lo and Shakira, Maroon 5, Justin Timberlake. Maroon 5, those had tons of hits. I'll Ro- give them that. Uh, Harry, who, Rolling Stones or, or Maroon 5? I mean, who's going to go down and... I, I would say for me, Maroon 5, because I probably really? I know more songs from Maroon 5 okay, than Lady, I do Rolling Stones. Lady Gaga, you know, I don't know, Coldplay. I don't know, it seems to me like it went from, I don't know, you know... Um, you know who did the first, you know, one of the first halftime shows? 1967, Gary? Just a show where we've come. 1967. Wow, who? Well, other than the University of Arizona, you know, marching band, they had a headliner. Okay, who was it? The Three Stooges. Oh, that would have been great. I love the Three Stooges. Right, so, so <laughs> What did it, they do? I don't know. I, I don't, YouTube wasn't around back then. Gary. Yeah. Remember, YouTube started after, um, y- y- you know, it was... Uh, after dial-up. After Janet Jackson, right. After Janet Jackson's wardrobe infection. That's what I was talking. I thought you were going to refer to the most probably memorable Super Bowl halftime. Michael Jackson did it, too. Do you remember Michael Jackson did it? Um, But, yeah, remember? Yeah, so after Jennifer Jackson's, uh, you know, wardrobe infection, that started YouTube. Um, All right. So uh, what are we going to do here, Carrie? Um, So, you know, it's a weekend. You know, I wonder if, you know, it's not going to be he's going to be live, Carrie. But it's not going to be um, on the field. Okay. He's going to be up in the stands. You know, I don't know if he's going to be wearing a mask. Remember last year, J-Lo and, and Shakira, they weren't wearing masks, Carrie, last right. year. Right? I, they weren't wearing much of anything, if I I was going to say year. no. But so this year, I don't know if he's going to be wearing So everything mask. is going to be very, not much from the neck down, but the face is going to be covered, right? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> um, we'll see how the weekend handles the, so there, he's going to be social distance up in the stands. Okay. Um, and But it is going to be live. I, I'm just hoping he's got enough hits to, to, to do the 20-minute show. Uh, why don't you get us started here? All right. Good well, morning. before that, Carrie. Okay. You know, this is the cut I wanted to play. Just okay. to kind of, because we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl all day. Okay, good. Because <laughs> On this vote, the yeas are 50, the nays are 50, the Senate being equally divided, 
the vice president votes in the affirmative and the concurrent resolution as amended is adopted all right so there is there's kamala harris's first tie-breaking vote i Uh, don't think it's going to be her last no so right away we've got a this is on the shoot this is early february this is on the stimulus package you know you, you know biden's you know, America recovery plan to the 1.9 trillion, right? Right. Um, and you know, the, they're not going to be successful in throwing out the filibuster. So they're trying. The Democrats are trying to do this through budget reconciliation, which just means you need the the 50, the 51 votes. You know, the the, right. the, the simple, simple majority. And uh, and so here we go right away um you know you've got this fifth it comes 50 50 now i don't know it, remember we're taping this show on friday morning so it, the, the 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 it was done just a matter of hours ago they they pulled an all-nighter with the votorama talk a little about the votorama today because that's another you know just another indication how broken i believe our congress is um you know and and i i don't know is it is it you know broken or just unfinished gary i think it's broken and finished um but throw them all out but just the 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 absurdity of the votorama um and then as who could have, who knew uh big surprise it ended up 50-50 yeah to, to 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 push it forward you know now this doesn't mean that the 1.9 trillion is a done deal by any means right it just means it's getting to the next step mm-hmm. meaning that yeah they are now uh voting that they can pass you know a budget reconciliation with the simple majority but that doesn't mean it's going to be 1.9 trillion mm-hmm. um and it and so we'll talk a little bit about maybe what's in and what's out and what most most people are concerned about is the next stimulus check um also unemployment benefits i want to talk about unemployment benefits today cuz that is going to be a tax nightmare right. Carrie, i already see it coming did you see um, the fraud in ohio how many I'm million talk, I'm okay, talk about i was going to say uh, i'm going to talk about the fraud and what you do if you get a, a fraudulent 1099g you know that says you have to report the unemployment income you received as taxable income when you say mark i was never on unemployment that means somebody stole your identity so we'll talk about that today. Yikes. What um, a mess. You know, and... and uh, Shoot, what? I'd be mad if I got... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots to talk about. Um, so now, Carrie, I guess, why don't you get us started? Well, good morning, everyone. And you're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. Between 9 and 10, we're a financial educational talk program here every Saturday morning between 9 and 10. Here to give you helpful information and financial news that may be relevant to your financial life, which could be true if you're working and thinking about what steps I should take, what should I do, when can I afford to retire? And it's about always you can retire anytime, but what does that mean for the kind of lifestyle I'd like to have in retirement? Or we've talked on the show, can I scale back and work less? Or maybe I want to do something different. We have a lot of people that are tired of the job that they've had. They've done it for many years. They don't mind working. They just don't want to do what they're doing. So we can help tell people how much they have to earn over what time frame to accomplish their long-term goals. And in retirement, it's saying how to create the income you need as tax efficiently as possible and IRA distribution planning, Roth conversion planning. And there's opportunities because many people are, um, right now we have favorable tax rate and, and a lot of people are worried about future tax increases because of the government spending. And it may impact you in many different ways, but either way, um, most people want to create income as tax efficiently as possible and not pay more money in taxes than necessary. And that's what we do. We're sponsored by the estate planning team and the estate planning team builds financial models. We're known for traditional financial planning number crunching. We're not investment advisors. Our clients do that on their own. Many in many cases are already have an investment advisor in place that we coordinate with. What we do is very different. We look at how much risk clients should be taking on and are they taking more risk than they need to to be okay. And we don't do the investments, but we're a fee-based registered fiduciary planning firm that's been around Cleveland now more than 35 years. We're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and Super Service Award winners multiple years on Angie's list. If you'd like to take advantage of a free consultation that we offer, and we're doing those in person or by phone, you can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at Financial 
foodforthought.com, the website. You can sign up for newsletters. You can listen to previous shows on our podcast as well, and that's financialfoodforthought.com. And you're listening to Carrie Waddell and Mark Donnelly this morning. All right. Thank you, Carrie. And and I tell you, one reason why, you know, I'm going to call this show Can't Feel My Face. Okay. You know, and, and, <laughs> because of the mask. <laughs> well, no, not not only that, but, you know, don't, what's that song, Carrie? Oh, the cold snap. The polar vortex. That's okay. why my face is frozen. That's, yeah. That's why I can't feel We've it. really had a mild, I mean, overall a pretty good winter Carrie, here in Northeast Ohio. It's not going to be mild this winter. Either. I know, but I'm saying overall. You know, we're February. We can't complain of what we've gotten so far. Oh, I just, oh, here it comes, the polar vortex. So that's one of the reasons why I can't feel my face. No, the, the other reason I can't feel my face is because my head is spinning so fast trying to keep up with the Democratic progressive agenda being pushed forward. It's mind-boggling, Gary. And, and you know, you've got to... I, you can't believe anyone, certainly the media. Right. Uh, I mean, and, and the news stories, every five minutes, it changes. You know, is the stimulus check <laughs> going to be 1400 Is it going to be AOC's 2000 Is it going to be 1000 Is it going to not even happen? Um, then you've got the stimulus package. Is it going to be the $1.9 trillion that Joe Biden wants? Is it going to be the $618 billion that the, uh, the, you know, that caucus went together to talk to Joe Biden, to the compromise caucus? Um, or is it going to be somewhere in between? Um, you know, so it, it, it's so my point is, it, you know, if you're sitting at home thinking, Mark, how do I adjust my financial plan? It's difficult right now. Mm-hmm. In other words, but but now it's also, though, what we keep saying on this show is you've got to take advantage of every opportunity while you can, you know, because the law may be different a year from now. It may be different six months from now. Mm-hmm. It may be different six days from now. I don't know. But the idea is, you know, you every year stands alone. And what we help clients do is uh, is is read through all the the, the noise mm-hmm. and and get away from listening to the talking heads and say, you know, what is really, you know, you know affecting you? Because, again, anyone who's talking to a major media uh, is talking to the whole population. Right. They might not be talking about you. We've always said that. They're about, general. You know, we've always said that about tax increases or tax cuts. They may not be or, or middle class is right. the one we always say, too. When they're saying, well, there's going to be middle class tax relief. That might not be you. Because the government's definition, I think, of middle class and the average person thought of what middle class is. There's a big disconnect there. Right. So it, it, it goes beyond, um, you know, and, and we'll, we'll see, you know, how much um, can get done in, in, a, uh, in a slight majority Democratic um, process. Now, I mentioned, you know, the, um, you know, the, well, let me see what else I want to talk about. Um, I'm also going to do continue the expense pyramid. So if you if you didn't catch last week's show, you can always go back and catch our podcast. But I'm starting a string of shows where um, normally I do that this time of year, where we talk about how we build a custom financial plan, right? Which we've been doing for clients for over 35 years. And you know, so if you're doing this at home, what are some of the steps we go through? And I always, I always start with the with the hardest part of building a financial plan, and that's putting a, a price tag on the rest of your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it's the expenses. And uh, so we we talk about the expense pyramid. So um, I'm going to continue that. I started that last week's show. I'm going to continue that um, this week as well. Um, also, I've got some, you know, as far as the economic data, Gary, um, that was kind of mixed this week, right? I mean, you always have the, the the big three economic numbers, right, Gary? You have the ADP report, the weekly, the new weekly jobless claims, and the and the monthly jobs report. So, you know, uh, you know, it was a, it was a this week you had all three. The jobs report is only once, once a month. 
But so ADP comes out first during the week. That was positive. You know, it was up 174,000. You know, it beat the estimates of 50,000. It blew away the estimates. You know, the previous it was down 123,000. And even that was revised upward to a down 78,000. So a nice revision, a nice positive. So we started the week feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, earnings just off the charts, right? I mean, I, I don't even have time to play the earnings game, Gary, this quarter. Okay. Um, you know, Amazon, you Alphabet, you know, the, the big banks, they all beat earnings, you know? Okay. And, you, know, um, you know, so so the answer is yes, everyone beat earnings. Um, but the, uh, but, you know, the, uh, so so we have good positive earnings reports. We had a good ADP report. Then the the weekly jobless claims came out. And, Ouch! Um, and well, it came in at seven hundred seventy nine thousand, right? Which is, but it's a lot better. It was projected to be eight hundred thirty thousand. Okay. So we're in the seven hundreds. You know, it's not right. But then still I, too close to a million. But did you hear American Airlines? I heard this morning that they were going to lay off thirteen thousand people. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, well. And I forgot there was another company that laid off quite a few. Maybe they're looking for a bailout, Carrie. I don't know. Uh, but then we had the jobs report for January, and that mm, not as rosy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they were expecting uh, non-farm payrolls to come in at one hundred and five thousand. The hundred thousand was like the the bar, right? Is like we got to be over hundred, right? Well, it came in at forty nine thousand. Ooh, that's not good. Mm. Uh, now and then and then, but then the market rose on that news, right, Carrie? And you say, well, Mark, why did the market rise? Well, because a lot of people think that will help Joe Biden get his one point nine trillion dollar uh, stimulus bill passed. See, Wall Street likes big stimulus spending, especially when the Federal Reserve says they're not raising interest rates. Right. Um, so, you know, but we still have and now Karen and more and more clients I'm talking to are worried about, you know, the inflation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a tough one because a lot of, you know, a lot of people just shake their heads and say, Mark, how can we not have inflation when we're just printing money? And and, right. and the Democrats want to print another one point nine trillion. Well, it is a good question. It's mm-hmm. a fundamental, you know, economic question. Right. You know, will the modern, you know, monetary theory work? You know, can can countries run zero interest rates and just continue to print money to drop in everybody's lap so they go out and spend it to keep the wheels of the economy rolling? Okay. Um, you know, and, you know, I don't know. It, the verdict's out, right? Um, but, you know, are we going to be in hyperinflation anytime soon? You know, and, 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 you know, I don't, there's still over 10 million people unemployed. Um, you know, now the unemployment rate dropped. That was the good part of the jobs report. It dropped from 6.7% previous month to 6.3%. Um, but, you know, so again, kind of mixed data. Um, you know, is, 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 are we, is the economy on the road up? Are we still, mm. you know, in this Rona recession um, that we're not quite out of the woods yet. Um, so what is this votorama, right? You know, um, because, it, you know, one of the things we're talking about, in other words, what is going to affect you? You know, remember, donut is not your parents' plan. It's right. not your coworkers' plan. It's not your neighbor's plan, right? You know, mm-hmm. how, you know, what, what do you need to keep your ears open? And you got to keep your, you know, elbow sharpened and say, how is this affecting me? Because you've got to know, um, one is to say, okay, if you think that you're going to be, you know, affected very negatively, then you may have to rerun your financial plan with a more pessimistic, you know, assumption, right. meaning maybe higher income tax rates than what the current higher rates are. Higher inflation. Higher inflation, if that's if that is what you're concerned about. See, that's the beauty of our plan. You know, when we build a financial plan, we're talking about the expenses later today. um, We use different inflation rates based on the characteristic of the expense. Not a lot of people at home do that. And I think we break down expenses in much more detail over the years than some of the easy, you know, easy numbers that people can run. I mean, because everybody's different. You know, when you have kids, I'm not going to have I may have birthdays and college expenses. But as my kids, you know, my oldest has gone and on his own, my expenses are not the same. My food bill is not the same. Right. You know, we those get, things yeah. change over time. My day to day with, nest with three sure. kids. Absolutely. And did you account for that? Did you think about that? 
Um, so, you know, and, and so, but, you know, it, let's say, so, so again, we may be using one inflation rate for daily living expenses. We may be using a higher rate for like college education, if you're still, you know, uh, saving for that right. or um, health insurance premiums or health costs, you know, maybe use a higher inflation. And some of the expenses don't have any inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you've got a fixed life insurance policy or, you or know, a mortgage, a car a, a payment or car payment. Yeah. That, that's and that. And not only is that a fixed rate or a fixed payment, right. it doesn't go on forever. Right. Um, so, yeah. So those that that's how you get real. When you're building a financial model, it's just not as simple as to say, I spend X amount and I'm just right. going to assume X amount of inflation on the whole kit and caboodle. I mean, that that's a ballpark figure, but it that's might not be as accurate rate. as you if you really want to be. And See, especially if you're looking at a potential retiring early or I want to spend more. Those little things, surprisingly, you know, when you're moving out some of those expenses out of that day to day inflationary, people don't realize some for some people that's going to shave off two years of work years. Right. So in this votorama where you know that the, that our elected officials uh, had the other night, um, well, it's where if they if they are gonna you know you know um, try to pass a budget resolution a bit you know and, and get all this major stuff done, they they stay up all night throwing weird amendments out there. Carrie, don't ask me why it's broken. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. does anyone understand that outside of Capitol Hill? No, I mean, but it's just ugly, right? It's it's it's, it's watching the sausage being made, right? Um, so you know it, it's um, so so it's just the idea that they're trying you know they're trying to get all the senators to vote publicly on one issue or another so they can hold that against them later in the primary or, or mm-hmm. what have you um, or the next midterm elections. Um, so the big one is the stimulus. Now, so so here's the thing about the stimulus. You know, everyone's everyone. I mean, how many articles are are you seeing about what the next stimulus check will be or when the next stimulus check is going to arrive? Hmm. Um, you know, you're we're inundated with those. You know, every every hour a new head stories, you know, news stories coming out. Um, and you know, so but the idea is, okay, is it going to be a thousand? Is it going to be fourteen hundred? That's what Biden wants. You know, because he really wants to meet his campaign pledge. Of right. 2000, right? Which pe- most people that qualified got the 600, whether it was a debit card. We know not everybody's gotten it yet, but, you know, right. you got the 600 either deposited or you got that debit card. So now that's that's Joe Biden's definition right. of what the make meet you in the 2000 plus 1400. AOC doesn't agree with him, which 600 that's because she doesn't know basic math. But that's another story. 600 plus 1400 is 2000. Yeah, but the, yeah, but no, no, not to AOC. It's two thousand is two thousand, <laughs> right. Carrie. I know my math. Right. Two thousand is two thousand. Right. Um, you know, you know. Yeah, the, and she's the one that complains about capitalism, but sells very expensive things on Amazon. Oh well, <laughs> throw them all out, <laughs> right, Carrie. Yeah. So, so you know, but the idea is, um, see, t- this is how I think they're going to resolve that. Right? They're going to back into that number. In, in other words, so. Everybody's got to win, right, right, Carrie? So, so Biden wins if he gets to fourteen hundred, right? All right, but that's going to be too costly if they keep the same income threshold phase outs the same, right? They're going to have to lower those. So you know, and so what? The, because they already know that they want to. You know, the Republicans win is if they can get if they're going to spend that amount of kind of money. If we're going to print that kind of money and drop, you know, helicopter money and drop it in people's laps, they want it going to the people who really need it. Mm-hmm. Who are going to go out and spend it immediately on durable goods? They don't necessarily want to drop a lot of money into the you know Reddit you know uh, GameStop purchases, which a lot of people think a lot of the last stim- that six hundred bucks went straight into the stock market, Gary, and speculative trading. That's not what the Republicans want, right? So, so, or it went into savings. The wealthy didn't really need the money. Um, or and and and, and Carrie, I always say, well, where is debt payment down? Where do they calculate that? How many people took their stimulus check and paid down debt? I'm talking about the second stimulus check. Right. They might have spent the first stimulus check. Right. Well, the second one. Okay. Um. And and I don't know. I some people think that. Paying down debt is the same thing as they calculate that the people saved it. I, I don't know. I have to it's officially how they do that or not. 
But in either case, they're saying that doesn't stimulate the economy. Right. But that's okay. the reality of people out of work. You accumulate more debt. Makes sense why they would pay that off. Well, no. With a real, but, well, no. Why would I go buy something and accumulate more debt, technically? Well, uh, there's a wouldn't lot. I, wouldn't I take care of my responsibilities? See, a, a, I think, lot of, a lot of that lower quintile carry, they don't have, I mean, they're, they're debt. They can't do any more debt. They don't, they're not getting any more credit lines. Um, so they're Maybe just, they want to pay it down so they can use it again. Um, you know, a lot of them don't. You know, just are trying to pay the rent, Gary. Right. Um, you, know, you know, so they, uh, I mean, they, you got to pay your rent before you pay your credit oh, card absolutely. bill. But I'm saying for some people who did pay the credit, they're being more fiscal responsible than our politicians. So, you know, so the idea is they say, OK, so so you can, but both can win. Right, Kerry, because what they'll do is they'll say, OK, Biden will leave it at fourteen hundred, but we'll lower the thresholds. You know, so, you know, instead of having. You know, initially, you know, for the first two rounds, it was an individual seventy five thousand and a couple hundred and fifty thousand, right? right? With the phase out, you know, starting, they'll scale, they'll ratchet that down, maybe to individual fifty thousand and a couple hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and, and that way, you, you know, so in the end, it's the same dollars. It's it's in other in other words, it's not you know, you know you know it's it, you could so you could say, well, I want to give a thousand dollars to everyone. Right. Same thresholds as before. Right. Or I want to give $1,400 to those with the lower threshold. Right. In the end, it's the same number. Right. Cumulative. See, I think they're going to back into the number. Right. I think what they're going to do is they're going to say, okay, first let's figure out where all the other money is going. In other words, for the COVID relief and the vaccine right. and the, and they're going to, you know, they're going to give three, 350 billion to the states to help them. You know, that, that's a given. Um, and they're going to, and they're going to add all that up. And the, and, 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 and the other side too, they're all going to agree on some total number. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be somewhere between 618 billion and 1.9 trillion. Let's just say it's a trillion. Okay. okay. Um, so if they decide, okay, it's going to be a trillion, then we're going to say this is what's this is how much we've already earmarked to go to these things that are must bees, and then how much money is left over. Okay. So now we take the money that's left over to that overall cap of one trillion in my example, right? And say, okay, it's going to be fourteen hundred. So now let's calculate how many people can get the fourteen hundred to stay under the trillion. Okay. That's what I think is going to happen. And no one knows what that number is. All right. Um, so let's see. Um, because Biden, you know, has said it, you know, in Biden's quote, I'm not going to start my administration by breaking a promise to the American people. OK. Um, and, you know, the other thing is that's why you'll never get a definition, Carrie. We were mentioning, you know, what the government thinks. Right. You'll never get a definition from anyone in Congress what upper income really means. Because it's 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 a moving target, right? It's what it's what fits in the what they in pay. their agenda. Yeah, um, you know, you know. So we'll see. Um, so you, again, you do, you can't ask your neighbor, "Hey, are you in the upper income?" You know, it doesn't work that way. Um, the fifteen dollar minimum wage. Hmm. Okay, that was part of the vote around them. Okay. And, you know, that one's going. So they so they got enough votes to say, no, we ain't going to do the fifteen dollar minimum. Wage. Right. I thought that. Yeah. Um, but Bernie Sanders wasn't happy with that. Oh, of course he wasn't. OK, so um, Bernie and his mittens. I don't right? think he's ever happy, though, Mark. There's not. <laughs> exactly. Show me one happy Democratic socialist, yeah. Gary. I don't think they there's a, it's an axiom. Always... I, I think it is. I don't know. Is it yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that. the morons are very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So, but Bernie came back and said, well, how about if we did get up to $15 an hour over five years? Which I said was a potential compromise. And they like that. So, okay. Um, okay. Uh, Marco Rubio, remember him, Carrie? Yeah. Um, so, you know, he wanted an amendment in the Voterama to block the, uh, the tax increases on small businesses during the pandemic. Okay, that's that's fair. That got that, in. Everyone voted that. I, I was going to say that seems very reasonable. You know, that's why I'm saying, you know, I don't know if you're going to see actual big income tax cre- increases in 2021. Because I, I, I either on the corporate side or the individual I don't, side. Right. So I think, though, if you worry about them, I mean, even if they didn't do anything, the Trump tax cuts are gone 2025 is the last year, I believe. Right. They re- yeah. So I think you should be proactive if you're worried about what's going to happen after that. Well, I think there could be income tax increases coming in 2022. Right. Um, well, you then know. you better take advantages 
of things in 2021. And if you haven't ever looked at that or think there's nothing you could do, maybe that's a reason you need to give us a call and come in for a free consultation, especially if you're retired or over 59 and a half and looking at those opportunities um, and creating, you know, buckets of money to create future tax efficient, you know, look at Roth conversion planning, um, IRA distribution planning, you know, moving things to a more favorable tax position while you can. So, you know, now, all right, so there was another um, vote in the uh, in the Votorama, and it, it came down 58 yays to 42 n- nays. Okay. So it's slightly passed, where the Senate agreed to prohibit stimulus money from going to undocumented immigrants. Well, that's reasonable. Um, now, but I think that... Why should you go if you're undocumented, which means you're illegal? But I, I'm not sure if that made it through the whole evening. Because um, if you're illegal, why should you get any benefits from this country? Carrie, because you deserve it. Yeah, okay, but what about people who are here not getting anything? Share the wealth, Carrie. Yeah, no, I think you need to earn your wealth. So we... But I'm not sure if that made it through the whole evening. I think the Democrats kind of did got enough votes to say, well, maybe we're not going to um, throw that out. That's uh, crazy. The um, if, You know, the amount of hoops we have to jump through. You see why my head's spinning, Carrie. I can't feel my face. <laughs> That's right? an appropriate song. Uh, Different meaning, but, you know. You know, so, you know, now Mitt Romney uh, had an amendment, Carrie. All right. Um, you remember Mitt, right? Yeah. Um, not exactly. I don't think he's going to be invited down to Mar-a-Lago anytime soon. I don't think ever. <laughs> um, but, you know, so he introduced his Family Security Act. Okay. Okay. Um, which says he wants, you know, to be able to give up to a maximum of $1,250 per month for families with children an effort to encourage Americans to have more children um, while reducing child poverty rates. That's a lot of money, Carrie. Okay. Now, that breaks down to it's 350 per month for a child up to age five and then $250 a month up to age from ages six to 17. Okay. Now the phase out for individuals would be two hundred thousand, and for couples four hundred thousand. So that four hundred thousand, there's that Biden's, you know, four hundred thousand number. Where where they're coming up with that, I have no idea. Um, Now you would say, Mitt, you know, I mean, I thought you were a Republican conservative, you know. Yeah, that's not really. How are you gonna, you know, where does that money come from? Yeah. Um, And I don't know. Does this sound to you like maybe UBI? Yeah. All right. Call um, it what you want. It's... You know, um, and, you know, so what Mitch said was that, um, you know, universal basic income is something that is is growing more uh, aggressively as a as a solution to our world economic inequality. Ugh, All right. Um, get ready for the, you know, the, the great reset. I, right? I think that all the politicians should give up their salaries for. The next five years. That ain't going to happen, Carrie. <laughs> uh, I would just, if they would give up the cost of Because I don't think they do really do a good job. Throw them all out. Um, now, the um, so what Mitt is saying is, that, no, don't worry, I'm going to pay for it. Okay, oh, Mitt. Oh, okay, Mitt. How, op- how are you going to do yeah, that? Yeah, we're, op- we're, all, we're all ears. Um, and so what he wants to do, he said he would mm-hmm. get rid of all, um, y- you know, um, of the, you know, the head of household deductions. Gary? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to get into the many. weeds. I was going to say. But he'd get rid of the head of household deductions. Okay. Um, and get rid of the, there's a, there's a, there's a welfare program right now called the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Program. Okay. So he'd get rid of that. And see, see, that's the UBI um uh, game plan, right? In right. other words, or, you know, blueprint, I should say, you know, and this was Andrew Yang talked about too. Remember, Andrew Yang made UBI a, a common, you know, theme on, about the, on the Democratic, about. you know, presidential election stage. And, but he always said, you know, he said, because people say, well, we're already got big deficits, so how can we? And, and he said, no, you're, you're missing the point. If you go with a UBI, you got to get rid of everything else. 
You can't do both. Okay, so he's saying we do this and get rid of the support. Yeah, he said, in other words, what, what Andrew Yang people, was talking about was saying, yeah, you like can't that. have any welfare system if you go with UBI. But people aren't going to like that either, Mark. Uh, that's the, so you good think? luck with that. Um, and you so, can't have both. So now, though, not only you know have the Democratic Socialists been you know talking about UBI forever, uh, you know, mm-hmm. or not forever, but you right. know, recently, now we've got a Republican. Who, I don't think he's a real Republican, personally. Um, you know, well, he hasn't switched <laughs> his parties yet. Not technically, but regardless, you know, take control of your financial life. There are plenty of things people can do. If you're working and tired of working, want to think about when you can afford to retire or can you do something else? Um, you know, sometimes people can afford to work part time and work seasonal or do something else when it comes to their financial life or to be OK. And what are steps you can be doing to be proactive today and do you know where your financial picture is headed or your tax picture if you take advantage of a free consultation for people both working and retired we'll do preliminary analysis and show you these things and things you've probably never seen before we have both hourly and comprehensive retainer fees available they're all affordable and if you want to take advantage of a free consultation by phone or in person give us a call at 440-239-2090 that's 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You got Mark Dowling, Kara Waddell. And so, so Carrie, just that was the vote of Rama, just a little bit of it. And it's just the idea that you understand why my head's spinning mm-hmm. with all these proposed bills. Major. I mean, you, you know, remember when, when President Obama talked about, you know, fundamentally... <laughs> <laughs> you know, changing America, right? Um, yeah, yikes. A transformation Thanks of America. A lot. It's happening before our eyes. Thanks, um, Barack. You know, so, <laughs> it, you know, so, but the idea is, you know, unless you're keeping up on this, you know, you know, 24 7, you know, because you're trying to run your life, you're trying to, you know, maybe, you, you know, you're working, raising kids, you're one, you know, how, you know, you've got to, you know, get help. Uh, in other words, you need a lot, in, you know, you've got to keep your ears open, eyes open. And, you know, that's what we try to help clients with. We try to, you know, say, okay, we're going to keep our eyes and ears open on what's really going to become law. And by the way, does that law affect you? Okay, um, to the point, or are you missing an opportunity? In other words, is, 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 is a tax break that's available today going to be gone tomorrow? or next year, or the following year. Mm-hmm. And maybe you want to be a little bit uh, proactive and saying, I'm going to use, like you were mentioning, President Trump's you know, right. Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the lower individual tax rates, the higher standard deduction, the higher federal state tax exemption, all those are set to expire at the end of 2025. So that's a window that you're saying, hey, I need to take advantage of that. You know, yeah, um, don't wait till tax law changes are done and then you're in it and trying to make maneuvers. I mean, it's better to do it while we have more favorable rates. Even if you don't feel like it, it can make a significant more um, yeah, you're savings take, overall. Right. You're taking a hedge against a, a higher income tax rate in the future. Now, we talked about the unemployment at the beginning of the show, right? Um, so we're to the, you know, so this is it. We're, we're finding out that there's tons of unemployment fraud. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and a lot of that was due to that. Remember that postcard, you know, 1040 form that the government was so <laughs> happy to get out. Well, they're saying that's probably the debt the, the, because now it's so simple to file a, a one page form that right. all the crooks are doing it. Um, you know, um, and so they're just, you know, they're they're stealing your identity mm-hmm. and they're filing a simple 1040 form. And now they're claiming unemployment benefits. Um astonishing um let's see so if and and a lot of people we've been talking about the show a lot of people didn't realize that unemployment was taxable as a matter of fact jackson hewitt right that tax service carry yeah they found that 30 38 percent of taxpayers weren't aware that unemployment benefits were taxable what all right. Um, now, hopefully, if you got unemployment, especially in both, yeah, in that federal extra 600 a week, yeah, that's taxable, too. So hopefully you made a withholding election. And, you know, and you you got to be on the lookout for the 1099G, as in government. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the 1099 form that, you know, reports to you and it gets, goes to, you know, our buddies at the IRS. It reports you how much taxable income you've got to report on your tax return. But the problem is there's millions of people getting those, Carrie, that were never on unemployment. All right. Um, and that's the problem. Okay. Um, and so if, if you get a 1099G. Right. And you were never on unemployment. Ooh. Okay. Um, more than likely, someone has stolen your identity and has filed a tax return in your name. Jeez. Okay. Um, now, or, or done something to the IRS saying they're, you know, saying, I, I was working, I'm not working, give me my unemployment. Um. 26 million overall applied for unemployment. So the, wow, you know, there's um, going to be a lot of people. Now remember when it was remember how Ohio was having all the problems? Yeah, cuz they said they gave over what 330 million in fraudulent yeah, money went out. I yeah. think it was 300 it was but, over 300 million. Through 330 million. But remember when 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 we were going through it Carrie, on this show we were talking about how they couldn't even handle all the phone right. calls. Remember they had to huge staff increases. Right. And, and then and, you're not trained. I mean, good luck training. And, and no one could get through, you know. Um, so, you know, Ohio was, as a matter of fact, um, yeah, Ohio, 330 million fraudulent uh, UA, UE benefits in 2020. That's, I mean, that's a lot of money. I mean, you think about claims. when we're talking about monies to help schools, I mean, people who need it. And, you know, that's terrible. Now, you, now you can blame Mike DeWine, but I mean, I, I, I blame dishonest people. Yeah, Come down to exactly. it. It's not the government's fault. It's maybe for them not checking or whatever, but we're in a pandemic in all fairness. They probably didn't train people. I blame the people that were trying to take advantage of a bad situation. And the, and the crooks have no scrutiny, Carrie. As a right. matter of fact, do you know that Mike DeWine? Got a fraudulent 1099G. But, okay, wait a second. And by the way, so did his wife, Fran. But who And, and by the way, so did Lieutenant Governor John Husted. Because anybody really thought that they were unemployed? Um, so everybody's getting, you know. So oh. if, if don't be surprised if you get one. That's ridiculous. So what do you do, you know, if you get one? Okay, well. well you you the, didn't question the name when it came over? No, people. <laughs> well, well, what do you mean? I'm just saying when they're looking at a claim, you wouldn't say, hmm, DeWine, maybe. Uh, <laughs> the robots don't know, Carrie. I know, the, but the, the robots had to don't know something. whether, you know, it, it, it makes sense that Mike DeWine got a, got a, a, a unemployment 1099G. Somebody had to input stuff. No. You would think they'd look at it before. I keep telling people see, the robots may forget to ask you questions. <laughs> That's right. why we don't want to ever trust everything to robots. Um, they're not quite there yet. They're still, you know, if you're doing your own financial planning, there's still a human element that I believe is important. Right. Um, so w what are you supposed to do? So Ohio's saying right now, so they've set up a hotline, Carrie. It's 833-658-0394. Uh, you can just Google Ohio's unemployment hotline. Okay. Um, it's open uh, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, you can also go to the um, you can also go to the uh, unemployment um, website and and and, get there. and now what is the IRS saying? So the IRS is saying that um, if you got what you believe is a fraudulent 1099G, okay, um, and you, can, you certainly try to get a corrected one. But they're already saying the corrected ones aren't going to be out in time to file the tax return. Just not going to happen. All right. So IRS is saying, yeah, just ignore it. Don't report it as taxable income. And hopefully, you know, it'll get worked out in the end. Um, now, interesting about unemployment, the Democrats have interest of, uh, interest of bill carried that would make some of that unemployment income not taxable. Okay. Now, we're Why? Well, because people don't think it should be taxable, and they didn't know. Because 38% of Americans don't realize it's taxable. Just, oh, because I don't know? Well, then I, I want to pay my, don't want to pay my federal or Ohio, because I don't know. I don't, I'm going to claim I don't know. Carrie, it's not much. It's only, <laughs> you know, the first $10,200 of unemployment. Um, but so so that, they've got a bill right now to waive taxes on the first $10,200 of unemployment. But you know what? States need money. I'm sorry. We can't keep waiving taxes. And just because you didn't know. This is federal taxes, Carrie. 
Um, oh, good Lord. You, you know, the um, now. So I don't know if that's going to pass. Um, we'll see. And another thing, too, um, as far as 1099, you also remember this year, Carrie, that um, the extended due date of the tax return, right, from April 15th to July 15th. And a lot of people, you know, took the government up on that and didn't file the July 15th. A lot, the government was slow on processing the returns, right? Remember the, 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 the three million, how many millions of returns were sitting unopened because of the, the IRS shutdown during the pandemic? So what the government did in their grace is they said, for the first time, I don't know, in a long time, if not ever, we are going to pay interest on refunds. Okay. Okay. Which uh, happened. Which happened. So, but a lot of people didn't understand that that interest is taxable income. Okay. All right. So if you did get a refund. Right. That it came out a little bit higher than when you filed the return. Then they're going to tax It's because they're, they paid you interest on that refund. But now you need to be on the lookout for the 1099 interest. Okay. Because that is coming in the mail. Okay. And, and if you... I, now that I did not know. Yep. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, regardless of that, be proactive when it comes to your financial life. And the estate planning team offers a free consultation by phone or in person to see if you can benefit from the traditional financial planning that we offer. And we've been doing it more than 35 years and we build custom plans and coordinate with existing investment advisors. And whether you're working, retired, single, married, second marriage, uh, a partner, whatever that is, um, we may be able to help you. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. You're listening to Kara Waddell and Mark Donnelly here this morning. Yeah. Super Bowl weekend. This is one of the... This This, uh, this is... Uh, Who's going to be singing the American Beautiful? Okay. Do you know who this? Yes, is? I do, and I can't think of his name. I know his. It's I'm... it's not a he. It's a her. Okay. Because the name is her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did hear that. All right. Um, yeah. Because so... I did hear that on the radio. Her. I've heard this song, but I didn't know it was her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Paul McCartney. It's her. <laughs> <laughs> so she's uh, she's going to be do a version of American America the Beautiful. Uh, I don't know, who's doing the national anthem? Oh, isn't it Jasmine, a group? It's a duet. Isn't I was going to say it's a duet. There's a couple ja- of them. Jasmine and some some country guy, right? Uh, Eric Church, maybe. Yeah. There you okay. Go. One of your favorites, right? Yeah, he's all right. He's not bad. I can't name not one my song favorite. I was going to say not my favorite country, but not bad. All right. So how much time do we got left here? I, you know, let's talk about expense pyramid. I'm not even going to buy it. You know, he talked too much long about the voter ramp. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that, you know, if you do think that we're headed for a worst case scenario going forward financially, the expense pyramid comes back to help you manage your way through that. Okay. Because it, it, it makes you break down your spending in between, you know, between what's mandatory day living expenses and perhaps what's discretionary. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where we've had some interesting conversations with clients over the years on whether you classify an expense as mandatory or discretionary. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, you don't ask your neighbor how right. they classify it. You have to kind of do this yourself. Mm-hmm. Not that we've ever had, you know, arguments between a husband and wife between mm-hmm. what a discretionary expense is and what a mandatory expense is. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you've got to, you know, resolve right. that. And, and But, you know, a lot of the, the peace of mind is saying that w- when we build a financial model, see, because we don't bury those types of expense items in with the... Well, with truly living daily living expenses, right? You play the what if games, right? See, because with discretionary spending, all right, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do that every year forever. Okay. All right, and and that's the difference, you know. Um, and you know, and, and you have to take, you know, and because we're always having that discussion with clients. 
how long do you want your financial plan to last? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm getting a little tired of the baby boomers who are saying, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be gone by age 85. Well, we have a lot of That's clients like, that are well beyond 80. Uh, don't even get me started. We have clients yeah. in the 90s. You're we asking have... the wrong person if you're asking Mark <laughs> Donnelly about longevity. Right. Because cause... my mom, who just turned 95 in December, God bless her, just went and got her a vaccine shot. Right. And then you have a mother-in-law that's in She's her She's only 90... 93. Okay. Now, she lost her husband in a nursing home last year during the pandemic at the age of 97. But we have a lot of clients that are in their 90s and late 80s that, guess what, they thought they'd never be there, too. Yeah. So, And, and don't confuse quality of life after age 90 and the cost of living. Right, because you may not be spending it on travel, but maybe if you want to stay in your home, you might have to stay for somebody to do the yard work, to do the housework. Yeah, your real estate taxes yeah. don't go down just because you turn age 90. But your spending gets shifted in a different direction. Right. Maybe you have more health care expenses. The, the loaf of bread price doesn't go down because you're over 90. Right. Your health care certainly doesn't go down right. because you turn 90. Right. Now, what you're thinking is, yeah, but I'm not traveling and I'm not, you know, giving money, you know, birthday gifts and Christmas. No, we don't plan it that way. We, we, that's why we break out. No, we don't plan discretionary spending to mm -hmm. age 90. Well, what most of our clients want to know is, Mark, how much travel can I do in the first 10 years of retirement, right. but still have enough to pay my medical expenses when I'm 90? Right. Or if I want to pay for somebody to come in and help out one or two days a week or whatever that is. Right. That's the power of building a, a, a realistic, conservative financial model. And customized to your situation. And the robot, if you're trying to do this on a robot, it's going to forget to ask you those questions. A lot of questions. Okay, because if it's just going to say, what are your expenses? It may say, well, how much do you want to book for travel? Or it may, it may. Some are better than others. Right. Now, if you're buying a professional one and you've got, you know, years of practice, yeah, that'll be a good working tool. But a lot of clients who come to us don't have time to do that. Right. Nor, Nor do they want to. Yeah, that's not their retirement sidecar gig. <laughs> They'd rather be doing hobbies. Yes. Or and, something and how fun. much can I spend on my hobbies? Right. All right. Or how much risk do I need to take to be in control? Mm -hmm. um, did I tell you my mom when she went to get the vaccine? You know. No. So I said, well, mom, how did it go? And she said, um, oh, it was fine. You know, and she goes, but the worst part about it was the questionnaire. And, okay. I, and I guess she was doing it verbally because you know, she didn't do it online ahead of time. You know, right. you know she's 95. Um, so so I said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, said, well, the first question they asked me, Mark, was why are you getting the vaccine? Somebody could look at, I mean, somebody older in general, in age, even if you're over well, 80. I mean, I, why, uh, isn't it why do you think? Because I'm here. Obviously isn't the I question if you're not getting a vaccine, why you're not getting a vaccine? Then the other question she thought, you know, was when the, the girl asked her, uh, well, Mrs. Donnelly, um, do you have any aches and pains? <laughs> I think my, everybody at a certain age. I'm just looking at honey, I'm 95 years old. Do I really have to answer that question? <laughs> Can we move on? So your mom was probably right. move on, move on, Get move on. Get us out of here. All right. Call the estate planning team if you'd like help and see if we can help you at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.